Welcome to episode 235 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, we're going to talk about some esports and the Overwatch League. So, Brian, we've talked about esports previously, and both of us are all in on knowing that this is something that people need to be paying attention to. But I don't think everyone grasps the magnitude of esports. And an article that you sent me on Engadget uh, talked about uh, the first seven Overwatch League teams and who some of the owners were. So, for example, uh, one thing that Overwatch is doing, which I think is super smart, they're creating cities to make it more competitive so that fan bases can essentially root for their team like you would the Steelers or the Yankees or something. So in Boston, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. In New York, Jeff Wilpon, the o- or the COO of the Mets. You also have, uh, let's see here, uh, we got Los Angeles, Miami and Orlando, San Francisco, Shanghai, and Seoul, Korea. And some of the founders of these teams are just ridiculously important people. So, Brian, let's start off with this. What are your thoughts on the growth of esports? Because they're they're building stadiums now in cities. In order for you to get an esports team, you need to be able to build an arena that could house the number of people that can be there. Dude, the fact that there is being infrastructure built, and the fact that uh, these you know that 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 these heavy hitters from NFL and and MLB teams are putting their money into it absolutely without question truly shows you how much momentum is really going on in esports and the potential for where it's going i think it's completely underestimated i don't even think you or i understand how big this can and will be and i definitely don't think that the average person or marketer understands even remotely how big it already is so Nate Nanzer, the Overwatch League commissioner, said traditional sports teams create a significant amount of revenue based on the fact that they get to host home games and they sell tickets and local sponsorships in an exclusive home marketing territory. That revenue just didn't exist in esports. So we thought that the structure that we've created, these city-based teams, were going to unlock a lot of value for team owners and players and fans. This is a win-win situation for everybody. Yes, yes. It's completely win-win, right? And I think that this is the next evolution of entertainment, of, I'll put it in air quotes, sports. Um, because, look, the, the, the traditional sports, physical sports, obviously, um, look, like, you know, the popularity isn't going anywhere, but it's a challenge to continue that level of entertainment to where people are going to get off their ass and come into a stadium and sit down, where now you have this attention that's going on in esports where it's growing rapidly. Well, crap, if we can find a way to make that be a win-win in these big cities so that traditional sports win and the uh, stadiums win and esports wins and we can get the upside from this growing sport, which is clearly not going anywhere, well, crap, that's smart. That's That's smart. So, Brian, I think the hardest thing that I deal with in better understanding esports is because I don't play the games, I'm not able to quantify. Like, I don't know what Overwatch is. I've heard of League of Legends. I have no idea what it is. I know what Madden football is. I can relate to that. 
And because of that, like Overwatch is so big that they're building arenas for teams to host games there, despite the fact that I don't even know what in the world it is. And I think that's the disconnect from the, let's call it the traditional consumer who has an understanding of, of what a video game is, but doesn't understand that there's a, a community of people specific to each game. And how would you best explain that or the ways that we can better relate to this? Because I want to be more involved and understand esports more, but I have a hard time because it doesn't flow into my my content in my life. Look, I'm not a gamer either, but you know, I, I do know some people who are, um, and I've obviously poked around a bit into the topic um, because of the marketing aspect and the growth of esports. And so, what I think is fascinating about it is it's so people get so invested into these games, right? Regardless of whatever it is, right? Minecraft or whatever. Um, I don't know if that's one of the esports games, but 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 these like. RPG games, role-playing games, these interactive community games where you're playing at your, you know, your console, your house, but you're playing with thousands of other people around the world. It's like it's a virtual community, right? Where like you or I say like if we didn't know any better would think, "Hey, look, like, you know, you're sitting there you're playing video games by yourself, like how is that a sport?" You're not. You're playing with thousands of other people. Like you have to accept the fact that the whole virtual thing is no longer this like it's just an extension of reality. And so, if you're able to play with people around the world simultaneously in real time, have conversations, like that's what people I don't think really understand. It's not even just the game. There's communities. People are meeting up, playing each other, becoming virtual friends having conversations because they talk over their headsets or type to each other etc join teams and, and, and you know and go out and conquest the world together whatever they might want to do and so like people are ending up with friends who like are whole halfway around the world through these games and so what happens is it becomes this like super community culture thing and when you get that invested in one of these worlds or one of these games, not that you might not play others, but the people who are super serious about it, like it, you are playing a character inside of this other world. And so like when you're not playing it, you don't progress and you're not around the people that you're meeting and so forth. And so you get sucked in like that becomes your second reality. And so when you understand it from that perspective, you can see how it is this community. It's not just this video game. Now you can start to understand like just like real sports, which is a community of people rooting for a winner. It's the same thing. It's just virtual. And I think that when you really start to understand that, at least, and I don't even understand the real depth of it, but on the top level, I understand it from f- to there. And you go like, I could see how people want to root and go and see and meet all these people in real life that they might have been sitting with, talking with, or playing against, or playing with for years and years. And now, oh my gosh, we're in this arena together and we're rooting for these other guys who are like a thousand times better at this game than we are. It's really fascinating. And I think if anybody doesn't know about Twitch... They need to understand that a bit because that's where a lot of these gamers go to stream their own games live and comment and just like it's like the YouTube world, virtual world for video gamers. People go there and watch other people play all day. They don't even have to play. They watch other people play. It's fascinating. Fascinating. I'm glad you you brought up Twitch because at a business meeting I was at yesterday, Twitch came up and the guy airplayed. Uh, the Twitch show of Big Buck Hunter. That's mm-hmm. right. 
the game that many of us played in bars back in the day, Big Buck Hunter, they had an entire studio set yeah. with a roving reporter in the corner. It literally looked like Pete's part of the interruption meets Big Buck Hunter. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. Well, I'm surprised, but not surprised because you you nailed it. It's all about community. And Brian, if you really think about it, you and I met on social media via Twitter. It just so happens that we took that relationship from online to offline, and here we are now doing a podcast together. And I don't see this any differently for esports because these people say we have a shared interest in something, and now we want to build a community around it. Yeah, look, I mean, Twitch has over 100 million monthly unique users, right? Like almost 10 million daily active users. Like, just for video games. Just for video games, right? It, it, it's so inc- it's so crazy. Um, apparently, I've just pulled up a couple of quick stats. There's 241 billion minutes of live stream gaming content on Twitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So let's add one more thing to this. So League of Legends developer Riot, Riot Games recently announced major changes are going to be hitting the North American League Championship Series in 2018, giving teams more money-making opportunities, establishing permanent franchises, and uh, some player protection. Get this. Riot increased players' starting salaries. That's right. Starting salaries from a minimum of $25,000 to $75,000. Many of these players are getting their start while in high school. That's right. You're making a minimum of $75,000 playing playing League of Legends in high school. Yep. That speaks to the magnitude and growth of this. That's insane. It's would, awesome. It wouldn't happen if there wasn't so many people, if there wasn't so much attention. Um, it just there wouldn't, That level of money is not fictitious. No one would throw that kind of money. Like, look at all of the other fringe sports that somebody might say, hey, that's a real sport. Yeah, but there's no money in it because nobody's watching and paying attention. The reason that there's that $75,000 minimum is because there's so much attention on it that it justifies that level of money. And here's the, the last tidbit that I don't know a lot of people know. Twitch is owned by Amazon. They bought it in 2014. So you're not talking about some like company that purchased this that does not really genuinely see where the future is headed and the value and a company that also does not have the, basically uh, all of the technological smarts in the entire universe at their fingertips. So there is all of the, all of the arrows point to this is going to be massive in the future. All of them. So, Brian, time to get to this quick takeaway. And for me, if you don't know anything about esports, you need to go and research more about it and learn because this is something, irregardless if you play video games, you just need to be able to understand it. Yep. It's where the attention is. It's massive. It is a different segment. Like, here's the thing, right? People that are playing these video games all day long, they're not easy to market to because they're not paying attention to anything else because all of their time and their hours are spent in these games. It's spent on Twitch, etc. And so these are people that you may need to market to. Um, well, you know what? Where are you going to find them? You got to understand esports. You got to understand Twitch. You got to understand where these people are with the gaming, where they're pay- where they're paying attention, and where they're spending their time. Because if you want to reach them as a marketer, you're going to have to go to them. 